I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Do you know who made it or why they were made? There's something about that axe, guys. Yes, I killed a fire giant carrying one of these as well. Am I dumb? What's that? Like, can we not go in his pocket or something? Timelines diverged and there was one where Dorian was whole. It's not me. It's just not me. You were the worst. (laughs) Uh, Can you tell us what your AC is? You may not like to watch this part. Be ready. Um, When we return for uh, to kill giants. Okay. Do you need a moment to think? Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 74, Info Dump. MVP this week is Jay Frostguard on Twitter for their amazing review of Dice Shame, and for saying that red is hilarious. <laughs> if you're looking for a unique gift idea that will also transport your favorite beverage to your mouth, listen closely. Our lovely friend James Schwartz is also a very talented potter who's got a gorgeous selection of hand-thrown mugs, bowls, teapots, and more. I recently commissioned a set of three unique mugs for our family, and Harlan can attest that I don't really drink coffee out of anything else anymore. It's a self-gift. For beautiful, one-of-a-kind items, visit his ceramic shop on Etsy. That's etsy.com slash shop slash jschwartzart. That's unfortunately case-specific, guys. Capital J, capital S, C-H. W-A-R-Z, capital A-R-T. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's do it. Been playing this game of Dungeons & Dragons virtually for the past year or so, but it just makes me really wish that we had a chance to play on a map with minis again. Do you guys remember when you used to cram into this room yeah. with minis for your, yeah. for your little characters? And yeah. I built that two-tiered map for us. I mean, I'm still in the room with you, so <laughs> I'm still happy. It counts. Yeah, it counts. Have you guys ever painted minis for yourselves? Yeah, I, I've done one or two, and I wasn't terrible. It's I, too time. It's too like it is. detailed for me. It is, but I love doing it because it's very meditative. 
at the same time. Mm. I can just put hours and hours. Did in. you paint minis regularly? No, not regularly. But I had in university. I had a, I painted a couple minis for uh, Chris Chris's campaign. Nerd. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I know. I painted a bunch of Warhammer minis in high school. Um, but it's not fun for me. It's just not the right kind of, of relaxing. I'm not, I'm in that gulf where I'm not good enough at it to, or, and I, I, st- I just don't like it. It's, I don't know. That's where I'm at. Yeah. It's not satisfying enough and it's not yeah. like, to me, it just becomes a bit tough. Ta- it's funny because I tried it. Mm. Like we bought a paint set and we're like, okay, cool. And I sat down, we did it and, and it looked good. And I was like, I don't want to do this again. This is like, this <laughs> but is, I love having them. I love, I love like I, I think minis are really cool. I think that that there's something really. We'll send them to Justin yeah. and he'll paint them. Hey, all. Oh no, no 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 no! I don't have time to paint them. I just I just like it when I do. <laughs> to me, it's similar. Some people really like puzzles, and to me, I'm I'm knife edge with puzzles. Sometimes I enjoy them, and sometimes I'm like, this is too time consuming Ooh, for the result. Mm, I don't let's enjoy do a puzzle. <laughs> let's stop playing D and D right now and do a jigsaw puzzle. puzzle. <laughs> it's puzzle time. Record a podcast of us putting together a puzzle. <laughs> that would be oh, so. I think boring. this is the right one. There must be a puzzle podcast. Oh. Edge piece, edge piece. Where you just shoot the shit I got around a, a puzzle. Greeny blue piece with a sheep on it. Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? I got a corner. Oh, yeah, me. Let's get the corners. I'm doing the blue part. So here's something I must admit. Uh, so I got this mini of Doran made, right? By Anvil. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And my son was sitting on my lap oh, no. a little while ago. And I he's like, Can I play with that? And I said, Yeah, but don't move him. He doesn't move. So like, and I'm working or whatever, right? And I look over and he's got tears in his eyes. And he's oh, like no. about to st- He's crying, and I said, "What's wrong?" He says, "I broke it. Aww. He broke the axe head off. Aww. He's just holding a stick." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Yeah." So now Doran's just got orc splitters fighting his fighting stick. Orc splitters split. He was just so upset about it. I was like, "It's okay. It's okay." He knew it was special. To I'm you. like, "It's broken now. Yeah. It's never going back." It is now broken. You will never, ever. No, I'm just kidding. Irreparably. <laughs> no dinner tonight. Go to bed. Like my heart. This was more important <laughs> to me than you guy. are. <laughs> Timelines diverged, and there was one where Dorian was whole, and there's one where Dorian's broken, and this is where we are Aww. now. These aren't toys. They're minifigs. Mm. That's right. We're not. We're God. not playing with toys here. We're real serious adults. Exactly. It's not a game. <laughs> you guys want to play some imaginary games? <laughs> nice. <laughs> So you're traveling through the forest with this huge frost giant. He's introduced himself as Harshnag. He's mentioned to you that he's no enemy of the small folk, though he's been hunted by these dwarves before. He's, uh, he's shortened his stride for you to allow you to keep up with him. And uh, the morning is wearing on. You're heading deeper into the forest with him. Mm. Are these your woods? Do you, do you reside here? No, I don't reside anywhere. I'm a traveler. Been hunting giants. Hey, we know that feeling, friend. We're a bit of the same. You've been hunting giants? Yes. Doran's mind is suddenly distracted from his thoughts. So, what can you tell us about the Ordnick? Well, it used to be a caste system. With storm giants at the top, cloud giants, frost, fire, stone hill, and then Etin, other lesser creatures, but... It's been broken months ago. All giants felt it simultaneously. What broke it? Harshnag drops to one knee in front of you, Kraloth in the snow. He picks up a huge handful of it and sniffs it delicately. And then he crushes it into like a giant snowball with both hands. Anum, the Allfather, is God above all giants and he created us. 
And in creating us, he set us apart from each other, and he breaks off a hunk of this snowball, and he sets it to one side. Storm giants, the highest of giant society, they employ monarchy system. He breaks off another piece of this snowball and sets it aside. Cloud giants, aristocrats, they value extravagance above all. Fire giants, well, they form rank based on forging ability. Frost giants value martial prowess above everything. This ball of snow is getting smaller and smaller. He's breaking it apart into little pieces. Stone giants are mysterious and xenophobic. Little is known about their society by outsiders. Even other giants find them difficult to understand. Hill giants are gluttons, dullards, putting most stock in the largest. Bigger is better. And then he looks at his little army of snow figurines, each of them about as tall as one of you, and he with a sweep of his hand, crushes them all into the surrounding snow and stands back up, wiping his hands on his armor. (sighs) Anum the Allfather, unsettled more than just the Ordning these past few months. All giants know innately that the Ordning has been broken, but I don't know why yet. However, I do know that these giants are in an uproar. It has been said that the storm giant court has all but lost its head. Who is its head? And he continues traveling through the woods. He looks down at you, Jack, walking beside him. King Hecaton and Queen Neri. Rumors tell that the king and queen are missing. That turmoil engulfs the storm giant court. That they've left their citadel, leaving their daughters in charge. Like all other giants, it seems that chaos has taken hold. This order, such as it was, is no more. It's possible now that even the stupidest hill giant could see themselves as potential ruler of all giants if only they were able to show themselves worthy to their god, to Anum. Huh. The the daughters of King Hecaton and Queen Neri, do you know their names? Where's their citadel? I don't know. Okay. And how do you know this? Uh, Do you speak with... And I'm the Allfather? No, he has been silent. You say that you're sent to reorden the giants? Yes. What does that mean? We don't know exactly. All we know is that we are integral to the reordening. Zephyros, a cloud giant wizard, found us, and that was his supposition based on on his contact with with other planes, and and that's... Uh, sort of how we've got thrown together on this path. Um, we were pretty worried because th- there is a, a an, an obelisk at, at Nightstone uh, that a place my my friend used to live. It was taken by cloud giants. Does any of that ring a bell or, or any reason why they might want this this Nightstone? Harshnag starts to walk more slowly with hunched shoulders. His footfalls quiet. And he starts to stalk through the snow like a cloud in the sky. And he takes the bow off of his back and strings it. He's speaking now more quietly. No, I don't know anything specifically about a night stone. But that would make sense given a cloud giant would be interested in magical artifacts. So again, we were speaking with with Zephyros. We'd spotted 
the castle that, that Zephyros thought was the belonged to the Countess Sansuri in the clouds flying in this area. Have you have you run across her or her castle or know what she might be up to? And maybe I'll pull up Jack will pull up a map and kind of have it try and float five feet above his head to just sort of point at all the giant things we know about so he can sort of get a sense of where we are and what we're doing. Jack, as you're busy like casting this map and making sure that all the details are accurately portrayed and concentrating on this spell, a giant quadruped crests the ridge of a hill in front of you, browsing the tops of nearby fir trees. Its heavy winter coat does nothing to disguise the impressive musculature of this massive animal, its rack of horns branching some 12 feet, a giant elk. Mm. These rare animals inspire legend among many communities of the north. This one is particularly big. It's the size of a small cottage. And Jack, as you finish this illusory map and look up, you see this elk's ears twitch once. It raises its head and then an arrow sprouts out of its chest. The magnificent animal just reels and takes a couple of running steps and then collapses heavily in the snow. And Harshnag leaves your side, muttering to you, I don't know anything about a countess. Okay. Wow. Harshnag, the green dragon told us that you could show us the spine of the world. What is that besides a temple of Allfather? And, and why would you be the one to show us it? What lies there? He's like walking over to this kill of his hunt. Good shot. <laughs> yeah, really. And uh, he says, worries me that you heard this from a green dragon, but maybe what it said was wisdom. I think it would be a good idea to go to the eye, to speak with Anam. He's been quiet so long about his plans for his people. So much of giant kind is in an uproar, and, and if what you say is true, that you're meant to help with the reordering, then we should find out how. We can consult with the Oracle and learn how to best end the giant's threat in the north. So at the spine of the world, we can talk to Adam? Maybe. <sighs> if he deems us worthy. I can take you there. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess knowing why we're here and what all this is about, yes, absolutely, yes. Have you spoken with him yourself? Harshnag kneels in the snow beside the dying giant elk and slits its throat with a dagger, blood coursing out onto the snow and raising tendrils of steam. No, haven't spoken with Anam personally, but it is told that you can. Dorn kneels down and smells the fresh blood. Something about an animal's blood. He takes his finger and dips it in and licks it and then wipes his brow Gross. with it. And then wipes his beard with it. You know... This is answering so many questions that I've had for so long. Very, very uh, impressive to meet you, Harshnag. Yes, it is. It's overwhelming and, and awesome to, to meet someone like you. And I, I just, you know, when we when we were fighting Chief Gah at Grudhog and, and took her down, uh, we ended up finding this conch shell. <laughs> Do you recognize this shell? Does it, does it mean anything to you? We, we think it transports us. Somewhere and I, I pull it out and I sh I show. And, and Jack's trying to do it in a way like just to connect with this guy at all to be like, well, maybe if we show off we're badass and we kill the chief <laughs> yeah, hill giants yeah, yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. he'll maybe that's what transports us to Anam. The shell could take you to the king, to his court, where the two sisters are left in charge. Yes, 
And then as Jack is holding up the conch, Red reaches into the bag and pulls out the coin that we got from the box. Mm. And he also says, what about this? Do you recognize this? He just shakes his head and he uh, looks into each of your faces. You may not like to watch this part. He takes out a sharp skinning knife and he makes an incision on the elk's belly and its innards just start spilling out all over the snow. My gut feel is this isn't worse than anything Doran's done in front of us for a I was just about feel. to say, yeah. Doran literally just licked the blood on mm-hmm. this thing. Red, while you're digging around in that bag, pull out the rod of the Vonendad, too. We we took this off a, a fire giant. It, we know it detects adamantium things. I, I don't know what a Vonendad is, but the fire giants seem to be really interested in it. Uh, any Does any of that ring a bell? He nods knowledgeably. Y- yes, I killed... A fire giant carrying one of these as well. It is not a unique item. Well, don't make it feel mundane. It was a lot of work. <laughs> Doran kind of looks at the giant pointing at the dead elk and says, uh, May I? No. No, you may not. Oh. Just <laughs> like lightly smacks you away and Doran flies into a tree. Yeah. But you don't know what the fire giants are doing or what a Vonendot is? This I don't know. You said that you were hunting giants. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that's been like? What kind of giants have you run into? I've killed stone, hill, fire, and frost. Frost as well, your own kind. Oh, yes. Most of the frost giants that I know are among the most evil and vicious creatures on this planet. Where do you think your path diverged from them? Hmm, since I was born. Oh, yeah? I know that feeling, brother. Hmm. There's been rumblings. Ever since our conversation with the Green Dragon, I've had a creeping suspicion that perhaps uh, there's something stronger behind this. The war between the dragons and the giants has been a long-fought one, and we've had a suspicion that perhaps a dragon is behind all of this. Do you have any knowledge or thoughts on which dragon that might be or or who could be behind all this? And I sort of gesture to the dragon's skull on his head. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is something that Red specifically stated to you guys. So maybe he looks, he sort of looks at the others. This is something that he's been percolating on since Everland. Hmm. You speak well, Red. There is no love lost between giants and dragons. It's curious that you were directed to me. By a dragon. Yeah. Is there any great and powerful dragon that could want to see this ordering come apart that comes to mind? Many of them, I'm sure, would love to see the downfall of dragonkind. You uh, seem to be alone here. Do you have any allies, other giants or communities among the small folk who have been helping you in your cause to stop or thwart aggressive giants? I occasionally find help with the small folk, though most of the giant kind that I encounter are evil. As you might imagine, most communities fear me, and so I don't enter towns and cities, apart from Waterdeep occasionally. Does trying to picture this person in Waterdeep ring any stories or things that I might have known being a kid from there? Maybe in passing, you wouldn't have encountered him personally, necessarily. Okay. I've been having a dream about craggy purple rocks uh, 
it's along a coast, a shattered jewel of a coast. Scrubby trees and, and humans with bronze skin. They throw a child into the water and they seem to have guild. I know it sounds a little far-fetched, but does any of that mean anything to you? Sometimes dreams contain deep knowledge, little one. But I know no such place. I'm at home here in the cold north. He's like pulling the guts out of this animal and laying it out on the snow and uh, tying this carcass up into a bundle, sort of hefting it up on his one shoulder. So what's the trek to the spine of the north going to be like, do you think? Well, for me, I can get there easily, but for you small folk, it would be quite a problem. How do you mean? Is it closer to Mirabah? Much closer. It's the far north. Well, we have a quick way of getting to that city, at least. What do you mean? We have access to teleporter with the Harper Mages in Evelyn that we can use. And I think I've, I've got the map up in front of us and highlighted the five circles that I think are connected with some sort of symbol on them and hmm. annotating this conversation we've been having. Um, and so as Red mentions the, the circles, I'll, I'll sort of add them to the map. I could meet you in Mirabar in eight days. Hmm. That would be lovely, yes. Okay. And I sort of look towards Jack, who... Must be elated a little bit, because I know Torrin's still on your mind. Yeah, I, the the sad fact is, so yeah, we could go to Waterdeep, but we'd have to leave before the Feast of the Moon, which is the big holiday, to get to Mirabar in eight days, because I think that doesn't add up, which is the one Torrin was like, you should come home for the holidays. And they're like, yeah, we'd love to. <laughs> so I'll come home for a few days, but leave before the holiday. All right, work, you know. Aww. On Octar 25th, we will meet you there. Whose skull is that? And I point to his head. He touches it briefly with a thoughtful, you know, air of reminiscence. An old enemy. This this conch of teleportation, the shell, do you know who made it or why they were made or why they would take someone to the to the court of King Hecaton? To meet with the king, I would presume. And are they given to each of the heads of the giant tribes? I know there exists at least one among the frost giants. Where's that one? I don't rightly know. What would we need to be worthy of Anam's audience? If you are who the cloud giant said you are, audience would be granted. We're going to get there. and There's going to be like an elven woman, a human fighter, and they're like yeah, talking. Like a much more. Different yeah. crew people that Zephyros picked up like a day after yeah. you and was like, you guys are the people. Oh. He's been doing this like for the last three weeks. Yeah. These are the Moonshade crew and that's the Tethir crew. And here's- I'm so sorry. No, but but they're actually the heroes and we're, we're the ones that are faking it. Like yes. We're like, oh, yeah. he's not talking to us. You mentioned there was an oracle. Is there someone up there? Can you tell us more about them? In a minute. Oh, he's got his notes R- out We're asking again. the good questions, because she has to look up the book. Let me think. No. I feel like there are questions that I have, but I can't think of them. You're not allowed to think, Doran. <laughs> no think. You don't get paid to think. Act. Doran is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I, I think about this actually. Like I'm, I'm watching Jack and Red taking notes, and I think that there is some value for a podcast for being the person who isn't taking notes, who just forgets everything, <laughs> so that when these questions come up, like after 30 episodes, we're not all bumping shoulders. Thanks for making. Thanks for justifying. <laughs> See, we're doing we're doing a service, Alex. I also love that Justin. You're like New Year, new notes. I'm taking notes. I got my pencil and notepad. Lasted one or two recording sessions, and here we are. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I left it on my my 
uh, bookshelf back there. <laughs> Behind you? <laughs> no. I can't spin around now. It's not me. It's just no. not me. <laughs> it's like that's, those that's, resolutions. You know, that's a New Year's resolution class. <laughs> that is. It really is. Two weeks in, you're like, meh, this is useless. The giant lords of Astoria would go to the eye of the world for divine wisdom to speak with the oracle. I don't know what kind of a presence this oracle is. She an old black lady who makes cookies? <laughs> Probably. I mean, that's kind of the cliche, right? Astoria. Am I dumb? What's that? It's the old giant kingdom with the O, I think, right? Mm-hmm. The one that the dragons fucked up, I think. Yep. So we're going to go and meet him at the spine of the world, but like or at, in Miramar or whatever. Malamar. So you're going to fast travel to Mirabar. We're going to fast travel to Waterdeep. Malamute. Spend a couple of days. Like, Can we not go in his pocket or something to travel with him? Or Why would we want to go eight days when we could just go back to Everland and zap there? Are there any major threats that you know about? Maybe bases of operations from the various different clans of giants? The frost giants are spread throughout the north, but... A large concentration of them is present in the sea of moving ice. We are a, a seafaring race. Can I just say, that's fucking awesome. And yeah. sea of moving ice, what a great name, guys. <laughs> you Faerunians really do it cool with the names. Back in Mastica, it's called Tall Tall Treeland. Or Sandy Sandy Boo Boo. That's the desert. <laughs> yes. Even the dwarves are call things very simply like the deep, deep chasm. And that dark, dark chasm. And the deep, deep, deep chasm. <laughs> and then there's the deep, dark chasm. Deep rock. <laughs> Stone rock and deep chasm. Deep. <laughs> so Doran pipes up and he says, uh, what, what have you heard as, as far as where King Hecaton and Queen Neri have gone? Is there, any, is there any rumor about why they're missing or where they've gone to? The queen went missing first and then the king. How many daughters are there? Three daughters. Three daughters. But what what are they doing in, in their absence? Ruling, as far as I know. If things aren't going too well right now, they're probably not ruling very well. Do you have any magic items that you want to give us? He hefts his axe and looks down at it fondly. No. Oh, is that a magic axe? Yes. Cool. This is Gert's great axe. Ooh. And Jack, you actually recognize that name. This is a magical great axe that was given to this heroic creature by the city of Waterdeep many decades ago when he came to the defense of the city. Cool. That's awesome. That's a gift from Waterdeep, right? It is. The only civilization that can tolerate me. It's my hometown. Um, I don't know if you know uh, Mascar Wands. Or the, I, he shakes his head. They cowered in fear while I... <laughs> um, in fact, he shit himself. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Just like really excited. Like, we were part of that. You were the worst. <laughs> Jack, you know that this great axe deals extra damage to human targets. It's like it fucks up human creatures. Yo, who the fuck in Waterdeep gives a giant an axe that does more damage to them? <laughs> yeah. Here, giant! Now you can kill us real good! There's something about that axe, guys. I don't know if you guys are feeling this too, but I get real bad vibes <laughs> from that looking axe. at me. <laughs> Wait, is it humans or humanoids? Humans. Like, Kraloth's okay. the only ah, one who's I'm good. Like, given the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. It, it bothers half of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> My lower half is tingling. 
Uh, hey, uh, uh, can you tell us what your AC is? We're going to be going up against some other frost giants. and uh, He just shrugs and he's like, it's, it's very good. Yeah, I can imagine. Hmm. As night begins to fall, Harshnag leads you to a narrow escarpment that splits the crust of the snow along a stand of cedar trees. He builds a decent-sized bonfire and sets to work skinning the giant elk. And here now, Doran, he turns to you and nods, inviting you to join in. It's a lot of work, even for a giant. He kind of stands up and Doran begins to carve out large man-sized pieces of steak, elk steaks. He's got a set of giant-sized skinning knives, long, bladed, and sharp. And uh, he spreads the skin out on sharpened tree limbs near the fire to dry. Then he starts preparing the meat for himself. And you take care of the cuts for you, Doran. Do you mind if I uh, take a couple of those slabs there, Doran? In fact, what I'm doing, yeah, I'm cutting them and saying... I think, Kraloth, you'd be better at preserving these. Oh, yeah, of course. And Kraloth already has his, like, drying rack out with different salts and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah right and Doran cuts jerky. off some bite-sized slices for those who want the raw elk meat. And I think while the others are a bit distracted and sort of going about what they're doing, mm-hmm. Red sits down next to Harshnag. And I've had a trait for a long time called Favored Enemy, which allows me to know information about giants and things like that. And we just haven't had a reason that Red knows about it. But I think Red would love to pick his brain, having fought so many giants, and just ask him questions like, you know, what are some of the weaknesses a fire giant would have? And, and what are some of the benefits to, to, to killing a hill giant? And, and just sort of pick his brain about what various things, just to better inform Red, so that next time we're hunting one, he can sort of call out places to hit. Cool. Strengths and weaknesses. Exactly. He holds his hand out to you, and you see it blue and white in the firelight, and he turns it over, and he says, I will never be impeded or damaged in any way by frost or ice, for the cold does not bother frost giant. And yeah, he tells you as much as you can think of, as much as you can ask to know. Awesome. That's exciting. Great. So I suppose in the morning, we will go our separate ways and meet you in eight days in uh, that northern city, Malomar. (laughs) Mirabar. I'll take you as far as Everland, and then yes, we'll part ways. If if we've got an, an hour this evening while people are making dinner and stuff. We do. Doran... Maybe we should send a, a letter to the captain just to make sure he he doesn't wonder what happened to us. Ah, oh. you know mm. something that something that leaves the impression that that you know our deal of he should sit tight and not be a terrorist for a couple of months is still in impact even though we've left. If you want to transcribe something to say to him, I can transmit that image in a, in a letter to him, and he'd see it just as as you presented it. Um, of course, of course, I think that would be a great idea. Great, great idea. So just say to me exactly what you'd like to say to him, and I will send that in a letter. Um, okay, um, here we go. Chaos Hammer. Uh, it, it's the Nightstone 4. Um, be ready um, when we return for uh, to kill giants. Okay? Do you need a moment to think? <laughs> so I'm going to do a minor illusion of exactly that back and give you like a, do you want to redo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. Like a little like Microsoft assistant shows up on the side of your parchment and is like, I think you mean to say. If you are happy with your best. Are you sure you want cool. to send? There is no subject line. 
Um, it looks like you've made some spelling mistakes. Okay, okay. Um, maybe maybe we could say um, I, we might go back and forth a few times to get like the perfect message Doran's comfortable yeah. with. But uh, okay, all right. Here, um, how about how about this, uh, Captain Chaos Hammer? Uh, no sign of a frost giant after all. And Doran kind of looks around, nodding for others. Uh, Harshnag winks. Uh, others uh, approval. Yeah, yeah, I yell. We have taken the opportunity to attend to the business with King Harneth. Uh, be prepared to battle with giants upon our return. And with respect to that other matter, you'll have my response shortly. And uh, he kind of grumbles that and mumbles it without giving too much attention. What other matter? Jack. Um, it's nothing. It's a personal uh, discussion we were... It's no, nothing. Hmm. Don't worry about it, Jack. Jack presses his face up to you. C- can I roll insight? I'm not good at it, but... If Rob's rolling insight on you, then yeah, you'd have to... It's a contested roll. You'd roll deception. Use your inspiration. Uh, 12. I got a 6, so you're fine. Uh... <laughs> I would not um, have beat that without using my inspiration. Wow. The one thing I would say is uh, instead of no sign of a giant, just nothing but tracks. Ah, something like that. Yeah, we don't we don't need to lie because it's just an illusion I'm going to create. You don't actually need to say it again. I can just like play back whatever I want. I can make you say anything. I'm I'm the- yeah yeah yeah. Well, that makes me uncomfortable. Because <laughs> it's it's illusory. I, I what am... did we talk about again? Yeah. What what was that conversation we had, Chaos Hammer? Um, Can you repeat you that? Do for deep me? fakes. <laughs> the note will be a transcription of what Doran says, you know, and and it will have this little uh, minor illusion of Doran speaking it. Yeah, and Red watches you edit it, and he walks in. He's like, Hol- "Hold on, you can have anyone say anything." Well, it, it the illusion that goes with it can in. You know, the letter will still be things I've written on the page, but we that's, you know, we can include maps or pictures or whatever we we want with them. You could have Chaos Hammer apologize to the king in a letter is is what I'm I'm not saying I would do that, but you could have someone say that? I mean, I think the letter would still be coming from me, but we sure we could show an illusion of what Chaos Hammer might look like apologizing and I'll show Chaos Hammer just being like, <laughs> "I'm a big derp" in a little illusion in my hand and be like, I mean, yeah, it's it's just illusions. I, I I know exactly what he looks like when he was talking to us. I can fake it, all right. I mean, it's not. It's it's way better when it's a genuine thing. I'm not very good at lies. Interesting. If you turn bad, Jack, you you could do a lot of damage. He's gonna be our next big bad. I mean, uh, he uh, might be the big bad. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Everyone goes to sleep in Liam's tiny hut. Harshnag is kind of splayed out by the fire nearby as it burns to ashes red you're walking on a beach in the dark you hear the sounds of waves beating against the shore you feel the drag of the ocean at your feet the moon hangs brightly in the sky round and beautiful it turns into a coin and drops flipping and you catch it in your palm the wooden token bearing a painted golden goose is spinning on its edge You feel the pull of the water as waves crash over your feet. Sea foam and shells blazing brightly in the dark. A piece of slippery kelp touches your ankle, wraps around your leg, and you are tripped. You taste salt, maybe even blood. The rush of water and you're pulled down deep into the sea. The coin is back in the sky and it fades from sight as you are dragged into the black water. 
when you wake up, blood crusts your cheek. You've bitten your lip quite badly. And Red sits up. <gasps> and he's actually outside of the tent in the snow. And he's holding the coin in his hand so tightly that his nails are digging into his own palm. And he just opens his hand loosely <gasps> and puts the coin away and stands up and uh, heads back to the tent sort of like in a stupor mm. and goes back to sleep. Meanwhile, Doran's been having his own nightmares. Ooh, what are you dreaming about? The sounds of battle ring in my ears. Thunder and lightning surround me. I'm with my friends, Kraloth, Red, Jack, B, and Orin in a circle. They are dancing, singing, laughing. The sounds of battle ring deafening in my ears, though. I look up to see the shadow of a cliff against the lightning-lit cloudy sky. As another lightning strike flashes, the peak of the cliff explodes with flames, and light flashes the face of Kremlot, my ex-goblin wife. Through a cloud of smoke, the peak of the mountain comes crashing down upon myself and my party of friends as I wake suddenly in a cold sweat, gasping for air. It's dark. I tell myself it's just a dream and I go back to sleep. So everyone has kind of a hard night. Harshnag doesn't seem to have noticed. You see that Harshnag's got this skin that's now been cured by the fire and he's rolling it up and strapping it onto his pack. Red wakes up and starts rolling up his bed roll, and he's got this sort of, you know, concerned look on his face. And I think, I feel like he looks over to Doran, who's doing the same. And they both have, like, a, the same look. Yeah. And then both sort of lie. We're like, oh, tough night sleeping. Yeah, um, rocky ground here. Yeah, yeah. And he pushes his bed roll into his bag. Yeah, that's all it was. And we both stand up and like walk out of the tent trying to hide our... <coughs> morning, everyone. Good morning. 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 So I know we've got a couple of downtime days between now and needing to be in Mirabar. Uh, I'm really hoping to go to Waterdeep. You know, I don't want to presume that you guys would all necessarily come with me if you want to have something else you want to do in, in the next couple of days. But um, I did get a letter from Torin suggesting there was a fake... Kieran there, and I need to go make sure he's okay. Kieran, who's sitting beside you, shakes their head with reproach. How dare they? That's how I feel, buddy. I'm with you. I mean, Jack, to me, it comes down to whether you want us there or not. We're, we're happy to support you if you need us. We're a team. I mean, you can find worse places to kill some time in the water deep. That's definitely true. I'm sure Orin and B would love to go back and visit it. Yeah, maybe. I, uh... She was actually around Waterdeep probably longer than all of us. Well. All right, Jack. <laughs> You're fucking Waterdavian. We get it. It's a pretty great city. The break we got at the High Forest at Shattertop Cathedral was really lovely, but it rang kind of hollow for me. I, I, I wouldn't mind feeling a little homesick. I wouldn't mind spending some time around Waterdeep if we've, if we've got it. I could also go for some population. Well, then it's settled. Let's go back to Everland. Help through the portal. We're going back to Waterdeep. Thank you once again to our Patreon supporters Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, Jessica Orrit, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Katie Orrit, and Merlin. See you soon!
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.